Welcome to the Joss Youth Podcast, episode 11, and I, Mafi, will be your host. Today, we are talking about all things sports, whether it's what we've been a part of, what sports have immersed us in, like over the years, or what's going on in professional sports, and are there any controversies with that? To discuss this, I've got a few guests on board to discuss this, such as Tashkin, Tamid, Sajid, and I. How are we all doing today? Pretty good, chilling. It's a long weekend. I'm good too, yeah. Um, the weather's uh, slowly starting to get warmer. Excited for that. No, I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> General consensus, uh, consensus is that everyone's doing pretty good. That's good to hear. Let's get straight into the topic then of personal experiences within sport. I know I've played a great deal of soccer. I've played um, European handball in middle school. What have you guys like really really enjoyed over the years and any passions through the sport yeah so um uh i have a huge passion for basketball i think that Hamid knows a uh, very big passion for basketball that developed when i was in grade six um i would say that uh, basketball is my you know true love and then but before that actually i played cricket a little bit um in i think grade four or five and i think that was the first time i really got into sports I think at that time, uh, at that, um, it was around the time of the 2007 uh, World Cup, I think, and um, yeah, everybody around me was talking about cricket, so I, you know, picked up a bat and ball and played with people, and so that's that's probably the first time I really got into sports, and then, yeah, later on when I grabbed a basketball and started playing that, that was just something totally different. All right, uh, to me, do you have anything that, any experiences at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, I was really into sports growing up as a child. Um, like I literally come after school, do no homework, and I just look out the windows to see which friend was out on the streets trying to play. Um, and that's specifically, I grew up in Dhaka um, in Bangladesh. And this was in the 90s when the cricket culture was just taking off because we had just won some international matches and everybody was like glued to the TV screens. They thought, you know, it was a big deal and socially you get influenced, right? You want to be like on the team. And I was getting advice from like people who used to live downstairs who had played like a B squad of the international team. And yeah, I was deep into cricket. Um, before that, I spent a few years really young uh, in Malaysia, which has a really strong badminton culture. Uh, it's something I never got deep into because of opportunities, but I have like pictures of me as a baby running around with like a badminton racket in hand because that's what they do. Like they, as there, it's just the sport that everybody plays. And then after immigrating to Canada when I was slightly older, also a kid still, um, I got really into soccer through like schoolyard playing and everybody was into that hype and the FIFA World Cups and then soccer became sort of the next progression or evolution. Somewhere closer to younger adulthood, I really got into ping pong uh, table tennis as well. Uh, played uh, like after school, high school club, and then also the community center. Like um, I had a few years YMCA, you know, with the buddies. So I had a ping pong phase as well. But it's been, you know, one thing to the next. And they're all pretty much on my list of favorite sports to play or watch or whatever. It seems like in your case, there's a lot of um... It's like situationally like okay i was in bangladesh and bangladesh is freaking out over this sport in particular 
let me get involved in this. Let me like uh, feed the feed into the hype and just get really immersed into that. And maybe uh, <laughs> I was gonna call you Biggie, Sajid. Anything works. Uh, did you get a sense of that, like growing up as a kid, maybe watching the World Cup or something like that? Uh, yeah, I guess. Like for me, my like love for soccer and like my passion for soccer really came after 2014 World Cup when like. It was huge all around the world and stuff. Oh, the Brazil one. Absolutely. Yeah, the Brazil one especially. You know, all the moments like during that World Cup, even in like the group stages. But especially in the final or like the Brazil-Germany game. That's really when like I grew to like love how like exciting it can be, I guess. To where, you know, I started like, I, I started playing soccer, right? To where it's like, I play in the schoolyard, all the lunch, all the lunchtime games, and then eventually led to me like eventually wanting to take this as a career career path, if possible, to where you know I'm I'm playing in a League One Ontario like team, and yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you still have got uh, what's it called? Uh, much much time on your hands with um, how young you are in terms of like going into the sport further and um, as you grow older you either have to like give it up and be on the sidelines or you're uh, grabbing a coaching role or something to get involved within sport um, is there something that maybe uh, Tash can, can answer that like are you trying to get into the sport and any different way other than just playing it like basketball or something like that yeah there's uh, many ways uh like how somebody would you know get interested in a sport you know you could obviously watch it and um or you know instead of playing the sport you could maybe coach it stuff like that but um just to touch upon like tahmid and um uh sorry uh, it says biggie here but i know your name starts with a j here um Sajid. <laughs> Sajid, yeah. Or, or yeah, sorry, S. Sajid. Um, yeah, you were you both were talking about how um uh, uh sports uh, <laughs> uh oh I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna say? It's okay, um, channel it in, channel it in. Okay. Okay, anyway, my, my point uh being is um yeah, you could access sports through so many ways and your interest could develop through so many avenues for example in grade six when i you know fell in love with the sport of basketball I, I actually moved to a different area and i was going to a new school at that time um uh, long story short i'll call it a new school but it's actually an old school that i returned to um uh and i, I was looking for like a sort of an identity right i didn't i didn't have any friends at that time because it was a new school i just came in first day and then i see people playing basketball um they have too many people and then I, I see people playing soccer oh they have too many people so i'm trying to figure out what i want to do and then at one point um a, a friend of mine that that i or someone i knew at that time actually he had an older brother and they were just shooting around they weren't really you know playing a basketball game per se and um uh he's just like you know what why don't, why don't you come here we'll, we'll shoot around and, you know that sort of jump started my like passion for basketball it wasn't uh, i wasn't actively searching for the sport but rather i was just trying to you know fit in for a second you know um create an identity and then and then uh lo and behold i that's what i did every other recess you know and um 
and slowly and slowly I got better. And then at one point I'm just like, wait a minute, I really enjoy the sport. And um, and uh, yeah, and they, that's where it stemmed from, right? It, it didn't stem from me, you know, actively uh, liking basketball right away, but you know, getting better at it and then realizing, oh my God, I really like this sport. So yeah, there's a there's a lot uh, a lot of ways people could end up liking a sport. Yeah, for sure. And you end up uh, you end up having a lot of friends that come that way. I know I have like um, what's it called? Like I go to a local park to just like kick about and like uh, play soccer and stuff like that. But those are like completely like random strangers that I wouldn't have came across either way. I mean, uh, I'm sure Tamid had that sort of experience maybe with uh, I think it was badminton and what was sports it? really. Yeah, 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 just any um, sport. Yeah, uh, I think the best stories are the ones where they don't find the sport, but the sport finds them. And that's sort of the stories I think we're getting here. And that's always the best stories. And like, I remember as a child, like I didn't have any role model that was like famous, like that I looked up to, but it would always be like kids on the neighborhood or the schoolyard who was like an icon at that sport. And I think internally, a super competitive, not on the outside, but in turn, I was like, oh, you know, I want to be like, let's use an example, like Hassan, and I want to be better at cricket than Hassan from the block. And, you know, I want to bowl him out today. And I was always like internally very competitive like that. Or when I got to soccer, there's this kid who was like a menace in elementary school soccer like lunchtime he'd be scoring the goals and like obviously these kids practice a lot so I'd be like yeah you know what I want to be like that kid uh, from school and be better than him and internally yeah as a very uh as very competitive but systematically I think systems matter too like being in the right place and the right infrastructure because most people don't go pro right and there's many reasons for that and systems and opportunities is a big part of that access to equipment access to coaching and everything but there's other avenues avenues um, that you know people can get uh, involved definitely in the sport or stay involved whether that's recreational leagues uh, high school clubs like for me and ping pong and how I got involved or just playing pickup in the park or etc um, so yeah it's definitely something to think about in terms of like involvement and staying just with the sport over time even as you get older yeah for sure um, I'd actually love to like talk about that point where it's literally like um, it's it's all about your like circumstances as well. Like um, let's say you're you're aspiring to be a footballer or soccer player in Canada. That's not as possible. At least back then, we just recently got a professional league in soccer, which is we're so late to the party about that. The fact that it's uh, I think we've only had two years of a only Canadian league, and I know that Sajid's aiming for. Uh, aiming high I don't know how high you're trying to aim for but it's a it's a now like a a, pos a genuine possibility and um, I know in other countries let's say you were just really interested in cricket and you'd be like grown up in like Brazil or something it might you might you might have been like really unfortunate for that you're in the wrong crowd and like I guess the stars align if you're trying to really um, pursue a sport and like continue and all that sort of thing. I know as a kid, I was like, this is this is gonna be difficult. I'd have to go to Europe to fulfill my soccer dream if that was the thing. But slowly and slowly, I think we're globalizing every sport uh, as best as we can, I think. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> just got a Facebook notification. I don't know. That was audible. <laughs> but yeah, um, Tashkin, you'd like to have any extra thoughts? <laughs> yeah, just about like the globalization of sports or the in- like the increasing amount of uh, sports leagues in Canada. So there's a, also a new basketball league that started in Canada. Uh, How beautiful! The yeah. Canadian uh, Elite Basketball League or something like that, CEBL, and uh, yeah, that started I think two summers ago. So that's also increasing. And um, I read somewhere actually, uh, it's interesting to me. I read somewhere that soccer is the sports that's increasing the most in Canada. Like um, people play soccer the most. Oh, with the um, foreigners and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the people are coming in and bringing in that culture. Continue yeah exactly so yeah and then but the past couple of years if it feels like because of the raptors you know the raptors winning the championship it feels like you know maybe basketball is gonna take that leap you know maybe more people are playing basketball now but yeah i'd like to see what the statistics are now uh i'd actually like to like bring it on to the topic of maybe like olympics and tournaments and all that basketball and stuff it felt like was it a year or two ago that the Toronto Raptors won. Everyone was going ballistic. This was pre-COVID because otherwise we'd all have COVID by now. But oh my god, like it felt like everyone was like a bandwagoner and like oh my god, I suddenly love basketball now. Is is crazy? Um, uh, Tamid, would you like to share your experiences with how you felt about the Toronto Raptors? And oh yeah, maybe Tashkin and Sajid could. <laughs> join in after <laughs> yeah i just want to touch quickly on the point of geography um that yep. was being discussed and i i study because of like school and everything i study like migration data and things and most of the immigrants that are going to be coming in the next 20 years the bulk is going to be from like south asia so canada who knows maybe it's going to be a cricket powerhouse give it 20 years from now oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. like you can yeah. tell by the newer generations like yeah it's, it's a South Asian like, <laughs> dominant. Yeah. yeah. And then, then they'll also get, uh, there's a large number of Chinese population that's coming into Ontario, particularly parts of BC. And uh, maybe who knows, Canada will become like a force in badminton or table tennis as well, right? Because of the populations you're getting and like the sports that uh, they like to play or they dominate in and the influences from back home. So it's a lot to think about sort of the geographies of sport and all that. It's very fascinating to me personally. But the other point, obviously the Raptors, oh my god so right after that win we moved kind of from like the east end and scarborough if you know what that is then you know but we moved out east to like the suburbs and every house in their driveway had like a basketball net (laughs) would drive around and the hockey net would be like rotting on the side that was there previously and the basketball net you could tell was crisp and fresh they just put it out just took over (laughs) it just took over and you can see it visibly in people's front yards but it was a time like to be alive i don't know if we'll see it again on that parade downtown like that that's once in a lifetime type of thing uh, you'll see for sure yeah and as uh this is really fitting um the fact that i believe you um you mentioned earlier how you grew up with basketball and such how did that how did that feel like toronto canada like they finally got that basketball breakthrough Tashkin? Yeah, so, yeah, that was amazing in 2019. Oh, my God. I remember, um, 
yeah, like tearing up when we finally won, right? Um, it was a long time coming. And um, yeah, as, as a basketball fan and as a Toronto Raptor fan, a lifelong Toronto Raptor fan, it was just amazing for the city to see. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody worked so hard for it. Well, the Toronto Raptors worked so hard for it and we just supported them, I guess. Um, but you saw the support that they got, right? Like right outside the arena, there was like thousands upon thousands of people watching from outside the arena. I don't, I don't know if any other, other team does that sort of thing or fan base does that sort of thing. Um, and then during the parade itself, I think we had like, I forget what the exact numbers was. I think at least like maybe two or three million people were there at the parade. Just goes to show you like how much of a breakthrough basketball is making in Canada and also the Canadian team. If anybody follows the Canadian team, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, a million, a million people. I think Tammy uh, corrected me, but um, yeah, the Canadian team right now we have a couple good players, and if they all get to play together, maybe we could, you know, uh, overthrow the U.S. team, which always ends up winning in the Olympics. Yeah, but uh, Tommy, I just wanted to bring up. I think Canada is one and zero against Bangladesh in in uh, in the Cricket World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think Canada beat Bangladesh one time. Yeah, Bangladesh is iconic for randomly losing them. So, <laughs> and I, I remember that World Cup and because we, we were in grade 12, uh, what year would that be? Now, I don't want to date myself on the internet, but basically as a 12-er, high school just finishing up and Canada for its first time took part in the International Cricket World Cup. And literally, no joke, they send a bunch of 10th and 11th graders from some schools in Scarborough. They're like, go play against like grown men who's been like through the Australian cricket academies. They had like scholarships in cricket and the whole infrastructure and a bunch of 10th graders, bro. Um, but I think maybe Canada does have, although I don't think that match was in the World Cup, but I guess Canada somewhere picked up a win against one of the top cricketing nations, which is Bangladesh. So, you know, that's W. For them right there but canada's cricket is pretty weak still um but w is a w yeah it's a it's a young generation that's ready to boom and actually it it kind of reminds me of the typical old england and in, in terms of soccer i know uh, sajid follows the england national football team quite a bit and uh it must be really annoying to lose to iceland to lose to croatia and like all these like random upsets how is that How's that going for you? Haha, <laughs> uh, you don't understand. After that Croatia loss, I remember the 2018 World Cup when England was so good. Everyone in England, they were jumping on beds in IKEA after the Sweden after Sweden win, screaming it's coming home, hoping <laughs> we're gonna destroy Croatia just to see that one that Trippier free kick during then just not matter anymore after Mandzukic or whoever it was and just finish it off last minute for them and then you know us like in the Euros now our U21s who are just like the, the promising ones I think they're for the world for the Olympics they're qualifying I think yep we are in such a drought as I've heard we're 0-2 in our last in our we, last time I checked it was like 0-2 Saka, not Saka, Smith Rowe. What are we doing? I I don't even know anymore. I just noticed the comment with Samid and uh, the England football team and how it's us. But I guess you can make that connection. It's like, yeah, we're we're still under the Queen's like reign or whatever. Yeah. Like that, that that that's an us thing. I mean, like growing <laughs> up, like I know um, 
there was the whole Argentina Brazil divide in Bangladesh and I was always that anomaly and I was just like yeah Germany and then like to see those tears of Messi is just like wow <laughs> like hold that <laughs> like <laughs> L L uh but yeah it's it quite something um but yeah uh that that talks about like um but that was like our discussion with like the tournaments themselves and how much they uh, m- meant to us and how they shaped uh, the world. Um, but there are also some uh, not so pleasant moments in sport and uh, there's some sporting controversies that I think that we've we've all sort of seen like make the roundabouts, whether it was on Twitter, the news or any sort of platform or is there anything in particular that stands out to you that's just like this this can't be this can't be happening you know uh, to me yeah i think there's lots of opinions and opinionated people um the first one that comes to mind is the olympics and the what was supposed to be 2020 tokyo is now 2021 tokyo but regardless it seems like it's going ahead and there's all these controversies around i think the committee being uh, sexist and the head making some uh, sexist comments that was part of it and then he was probably kicked out so that made rounds in the news and then the whole controversy of local people being really against it and not wanting it but the committee still deciding that it should go ahead and it, it there's obviously i think legitimacy and credibility arguments on the both sides and it's going to be a really contested event with a lot of heated debates i think and regardless for as far as i know they are adamant about going through with it but they'll be banning uh, international fans right so we a canadian or i don't know someone from england won't be able to fly over to spectate so only be japanese fans and such they'll be partaking so it's a whole mess and rightfully so with you know imagine doing that Olympic and a pandemic and I know that in the history of Olympics in the modern form since it's been around since ancient Greece but in the modern form since for the last 100 and something years this is the first time uh, despite the wars and everything that actually has been delayed a whole year and it's not something that happens because the Olympic just goes on and this time they had to delay but they refuse to cancel it despite the pressures and the controversy that's a big one the other one someone else Allah Sajid speak to it the 2020 to Qatar and you know FIFA being FIFA and its controversies with bribery corruption and whatnot and also just Qatar getting it and the heat problem the labor problem and whatnot that comes with it yeah so they um I believe they've ripped up the visas of people working there or either like confiscated them or something and I think what was weird with the whole humans right uh human rights thing there was um so basically they got people from like Bangladesh or like somewhere like from poorer backgrounds they brought them to Qatar they're like I so you can you can work here you can send some money back but until it's over like until your job here is done we're not we're not helping you like you're you're stuck here with like the limited facilities that we're going to give you but you're going to make us these beautiful like stadiums and such and I know that Norway and uh Germany's national team have been uh, boycotting that, or uh, trying to at least. Um, I think it's a very, um, and I'd like Sajid's opinion on this, is do you boycott the tournament and move it somewhere else? Or do you think that's disrespectful to the people who have died and uh, 
I guess like worked uh, towards uh, creating this beautiful like new venues and such for uh, for the 2022 uh, World Cup. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna sound really dumb because like I don't really know what I'm saying, but like okay, no- Norway, Germany, they're boy, they're trying to boycott this whole thing, right? Yep. It just doesn't seem right, only because yeah, obviously they're making these huge venues, it's such a big event happening. And just Norway stepping in, just like, yeah, you know what? S- screw all of you. Screw what you've done. Screw all the people that you've lost, all the family members, all that. We're just gonna. We have stadiums. You join. You d- will do the World Cup here. I just don't think that's right, because like obviously, people pe- lives have been lost. People aren't doing well, like working and stuff. It just it feels weird the fact that Norway and them are trying to like boycott the whole thing. Do you think it's undermining all the the hardships that have happened? And I guess like uh, moving forward, we can definitely be like, okay, why is the World Cup being hosted in South Africa when it was supposed to go to Morocco? Why is it going into uh, Russia, which is not always universally uh, seemed as the most friendly or um, Qatar, which literally felt really random it's like oh hi like i have money <laughs> like you know what i mean uh Tamid, would you like to uh continue yeah yeah i think it's very complicated and there aren't necessarily right answers um as such or clear-cut answers and the i know i've heard about the norwegian team and the human rights campaign that they're undertaking against qatar and its labor infringements and the flip side unfortunately of that is if they weren't using this forced labor to build stadium they'd be using them to build something else and that's the unfortunate reality of construction and how it is in these middle eastern wealthy middle eastern countries using south asian laborers etc etc so it's a very difficult situation situation and you know thankfully the world's spotlight is sort of on them and hopefully there can be actual constructive action because now that the spotlight is being brought on this issue so there's the positives and the negatives as Sajid is alluding to okay you just discredit all the work that's been done all the investments by scrapping it or moving it elsewhere so yeah it's something to definitely think about without clear-cut answers but in my opinion at least the spotlight and the criticism is a good thing because you know more powerful parties or whatever powers be will are now paying attention to the issue yeah and uh Tashkin, would you like to add uh, your two cents to it or bring up another controversy if you'd like yeah i'm just gonna add my two cents for uh, this qatar um, uh, world cup controversy um so this like um labor human rights issue has been going on since time right since before the last world cup even like i've heard about it yet like years ago so it's it's kind of funny to me to see people boycotting now when we're approaching the 2022 olympics uh not olympics uh the world cup i think um why weren't people talking about it uh or this agitated about it you know years ago oh right? yeah in so- brazil right like that was a thing as well Mm-hmm. But um, the Qatar, uh, I, I remember hearing about this Qatar issue like years ago, like, yeah, well, in, the, in Brazil, they had their own problems, right? They, yeah, the, I think Tahmid might know something about that. 
Yeah, the Brazil issue was um, so a lot of the land that needed to be acquired um, for like favelas, which is like the Brazilian term for sort of slums and large swaths of people um, living in very, you know, poor conditions together. And they had to literally evacuate those people. And they were using army, like big guns, tanks to get them out. It's like clear out, man. We got to build a stadium here. We got to show the world what this is and take it in. It's just not in less developed or developing countries in Vancouver, Canada you had the same issues when the winter olympic came to whistler or whatever um they were clearing out like homeless people downtown etc so the olympics and these big events like the fifa world cup they bring to attention and light a lot of the underlying sort of socio-economic and socio-geographic uh, issues at hand yeah so it's something to think about yeah for sure um tashkin would you like to continue elaborating or oh just uh just to, like wrap up my point that I was making. So, um, uh, like, Tamid brings up a great point, like the spotlight is on them now. So I think instead of boycotting, they should, the world should try to, you know, tackle that problem and force Qatar to tackle that problem instead of, you know, not like, if you boycott, then all the lives that made the stadiums and everything. Yeah, for one, that that's a, it just looks really bad and it sounds really bad as well. Um, so yeah i don't i don't think boycotting is the answer here the spotlight is a great thing and if you were going to be talking about an issue like talk about it when it's happening and not when you know you're approaching you're approaching that world cup or whatever when um, it's too late sort of thing when it's too late exactly all right so on a or on a more lighter note in the podcast let's let's talk about our favorite sport and what one rule change you could do to make it better or is there some sort of uh virtual technology that you'd like improved in it so maybe let's start with uh, tamid on uh what your favorite sport is and what you like to see changed in the game wow that's that's a really difficult question uh, I don't really have one one favorite sport. I have a few favorite sports, you could call it. Um, I think, you know, when I was younger, I literally bought a rule book on sports and I'm such a nerd. And I'd read the different rules of everything from like volleyball to like friggin' cricket. And it was just a handbook of rules in sports. But I haven't read that rule book in years. So I don't know if I can look <laughs> any specific changes, but I do like the whole. Um, in cricket, um, I know that it's one of my favorite sports, uh, definitely. In cricket, there's a lot more sort of virtual reality as in soccer with what you might know, the goal line. In cricket, they use it to determine something called LBW, uh, so leg before wide. And I think that's something that comes to mind that has been helpful because the umpire on the spot can't judge. Like it's not possible to get it right. And you might have a 50-50 record, even if you're a top-notch umpire. So with the review system, it's not perfect. And it's actually created more controversies, but you know, that's what technology does. But the um, sort of, I think personally, my opinion is that this is better than not having it. And even if it is imperfect, the use of uh, uh, the, um, virtual reality or augmented reality technologies. But yeah, just one example that comes to mind, that in my opinion has been a positive development. As for something totally new that should be there, uh, nothing's coming to mind right now. All right, um, we can maybe get back to you if you if you do randomly like think of something. Um, I know that 
with the implementation of uh, technology and all this like reviews, it's the whole incentive is like, oh, let's let's try to make it uh, our calls better and maybe even make them objective. But in return, they've just become more subjective because of how we've had to deal with that sort of data. And um, Sajid, is there something uh, in maybe soccer that you're you'd like to point out that you'd either like to change uh, whether it's in the specific rules of the game or the implementation of technology just like in cricket i mean for me it's like my main focus when it comes to like soccer or like not really soccer but like the rules i guess var is the biggest thing for me because like there have been so many issues in the premier league especially with with VAR how they're running the whole system I just think that like I I guess they're like I, I guess it's like being newly in, implemented into soccer right now right like especially in the Premier League but like the fact that it's not being used to like it's full like f- full potential I guess like you know the, there are times where the referees wouldn't even use it they make they make the calls and not even bother to check VAR to make sure or anything like that. I just think that the, the, what the referees are doing, they're using VAR as like, do I really need it? I, I have experience with refereeing. Why would I use Like computer? a pride thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like more of a pride thing, yeah. But then like, yeah, it's mainly just a pride thing, but like the v- VAR, like with the offside stuff, they're so precise that it's stupid or like they're so precise that like if, if i don't know bruno fernandez were to were, were to be were to look on side but then they use var to pinpoint where the the edge of his knee is they'd call it offside i it's just a whole mess with var and then obviously cristiano ronaldo's thing with goal line technology or whatever it was where it was clearly in but they didn't bother to check it. It was just the referees. Yeah, it was the last second, last minute sort of thing where it was just like, it's it's so bizarre because you'd think uh, in theory, like I think the implementation of technology to correct decisions is amazing, right? Like the fact that we're able to do this now is great, but like it's the fact that the referees supposedly are just not using it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that's uh, it's it seems like that's a common theme in pretty much every sport. Um, Tashkin, is there a particular thing that you'd like to change about a particular sport or like whether it's the actual game itself or the technology revolving around it, which seems to be common? Yeah, I'd like to see one change in the NBA. I don't know if uh, this rule um, happens in other leagues, uh, but first of all, great question. And um, yeah, so the rule I want to see changed or altered or whatever, they, they made it so, the NBA made it so easy for offensive players to get points nowadays. So you see a lot of offensive players jumping into defenders to, to draw a foul, and now they, they get two or three free throws, right? Um, oh, that's but, what, that explains the 120 games and all that sort of thing. It seems pretty high. Exactly. Back in the day, the scores were like 85 to 90, 95 to 90. Barely go, it would barely go over 100 uh, for, for a lot of the games, right? And now it's, yeah, like you said, it's 120 to 110. 
but um oh my god it, it just gets under my skin because like it's not a natural shooting motion if you're if you're jumping into the defender uh to draw a foul um yeah so i'd like to see that change it very much feels like um sorry to bring it back to soccer but the whole equivalent of like um diving you know like um you're really asking for it you're really like i think i get it like we want like in theory oh we want more goals we want more points we want more of this but at what cost like does it just dilute like the excitement of like the whole reason why i like i personally don't watch basketball is because of how many points you can rack up it feels like you're constantly like scoring and i know like soccer is the exact opposite there might be like a nil nil game and that's it but uh yeah like where's the fine balance between like is is the balance like 90 points or like 80 points within a basketball game and uh just before we bring it back to me to tashkin uh anything else you'd like to point out i guess oh no sorry i i think i oh you're okay uh to me yeah i think those are all valid points and speaking of rule change maybe they should make uh, any fake dives a straight yellow card in soccer honestly because uh, it's gone out of hat like some of these players look like they've been to like drama school or something um but the style of the dives and like it's obvious to tell that they're faking because as soon as possession changed they like off the ground and dashing at like full speed and minutes ago it looked like they had a heart attack or some serious tragedy um so it's really unfortunate the state of soccer and even for basketball i know a little about it and haven't watched it in a while um but the shooting forms changing because you can draw the foul like players sticking their knees out and all these awkward things because as soon as you get any sort of touch it's going to be you're going to the foul line to shoot how many ever right um so it's, it's really strange but the impact it has on the sport and like the tempo and the style of play and how players will adapt right if something's going to get them the w no matter how ugly it is they will adapt because they're there to get the w right as simple as that and that's how it goes yeah and i what's it called i just find it so funny in contrast to a sport like hockey like it's very like um maybe rugby or something but basically they just like they just straight up have fights i, I swear they do in hockey at least it's done i'm not sure if they have them in the actual like nhl 2k or whatever like uh series they have i know like uh, it it's pretty common and they just sort of let them like go at it and it's it's funny to watch but i'm also like like the i feel like i'd watch more hockey if it wasn't for the fact that the puck is so difficult at least for me to keep an eye on uh, i guess that's why i kept losing to sajid on a nhl let's see sajid would you like to uh um talk about your glory days in the nhl game <laughs> Uh, okay, I, I never really had like much of an experience like hockey per se, but like when I did like have like a sort of phase, I guess, of hockey, I, it wasn't that I wasn't able to follow the puck. Like you'd, you'd obviously be like the commentators be like, oh, Subban has the puck or Patch Ready, whatever, right? But like, I only watched hockey because like it was so fast paced and like intense. And I just felt like that was fun to watch for me. End-to-end stuff, yeah. Yeah. But, like, okay, uh, bringing, bringing back the topic of, like, diving and stuff, 
I remember this. I I don't remember if it was like I saw it on game or like on Instagram or anything, but like there was this time uh, I think it was Rivaldo or something. Uh, so they were supposed to take a corner and uh, oh, the turkey game. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, so it's like the, the player, the player like kicked it to him. It like hit him, but he dived holding his face. I think it was. Yeah, the hit his like if, knee. <laughs> yeah, it hit his knee, but he dived holding his face. I just thought that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I just had to bring it up when we were talking about the diving stuff. Yeah, because like it's not even just like I know we've discussed like the whole thing of controversies with um, <laughs> like um, like on a national scale and human rights and stuff, but also just like there's some controversial decisions in the game, right? Yeah. And I guess this is also why uh, I mentioned the whole thing of like what new rule would you like to implement? It's like. Okay, will this fix the game, or will this just insinuate more chaos? Um, uh, is there anything else sports-related that anyone would like to add? Is there anything you guys are looking forward to playing after, like COVID is, like done with? I know personally, I'm itching to like get out and play the sports where you need more closer contact cricket in the park that'd be nice also soccer is pretty limited too but you can still uh pass around the ball and stuff but like actual playing close range or whatever so anything you guys are looking forward to post-covid i guess yeah with the situation right now you could probably get arrested for playing soccer with your mates at the park or something uh tashkin have you gotten arrested for playing basketball yet no not yet funny <laughs> that uh, this topic um came up because um i don't i don't encourage this but I, I actually played basketball with uh with my friends uh just a close group of friends um you know uh, just last week you know um at a park because oh you know, john tory eat your heart out man yeah, you, would, <laughs> you think okay just just make sure you don't uh, uh you give me an alias before you upload this so <laughs> so he doesn't see my name but anyway uh yeah we're all safe we play with masks on we played with masks on and um like we couldn't play basketball in the winter time because all the gyms are closed right so we had to wait for it to get a little warmer last week it wasn't even that that warm to be honest it was kind of cloudy but we just needed some physical activity and what's funny is the the park we go to it's it's like packed with people and what's even funnier is people ask us if they could play with us but we made it an agreement with each other that we will we would be the only people we play with, right? Um, we we don't want to keep that bubble. Yeah, exactly. We want we want to keep that bubble. So first of all, like, why are other people asking us if, if they could play with us? They don't even know us. Uh, don't you know there's a pandemic going on? And secondly, secondly, it might be it might sound a little irresponsible for us to be playing um, basketball outside uh, with our buddies. But um, you know, sometimes you just you just need it for the mental health, you know um you, you need that kind of kind of release because we've been cooped in and um yeah I, I encourage everybody to just go outside and not maybe not play basketball with people but like you know go on walks runs you know if the weather's getting warmer so go on bike rides and you know the sport of basketball you could just play you just need a net and a ball right you don't even need you don't need you don't need people you go outside and you could shoot same with soccer i think you could go to any school park and find a find a goal post and kick kick it kick the ball into the, the net and stuff like that so yeah i encourage everybody to play sports you know we, we need it 
Yeah, I was, I was having a little bit of a chuckle to myself. I'm like, like when you were saying kick it, I'm like, kick the goalpost. Yeah, like we, we've been we've been locked up so much. We just don't even play the sport. Just kick, <laughs> kick the kick the net, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like absolutely. If you can get something in, like do it. Um, I know, like even even gym facilities are weird. I know they're talking about oh, let's let's open up outside gyms but like what are you gonna do outside like do monkey bar like press-ups or or i don't know like like what's going on yeah pokemon go is a is a great way of like getting yourself out there. i'd play it on the way home like this is pre-covid but like it was when i was in high school like just get yourself like actively involved i mean maybe we'll have a canadian um competitive walking team somehow but I don't know, like, uh, so do you, do you, do you like your fair share of walking? Uh, my, uh, I, I try to go on walks, you know, Pokemon Go a bit, but like, yeah, not as for pre, like after COVID, especially like playing soccer, obviously like at the park or something, but like with all these like restrictions, like especially me and my friends, we've been like, do we go? Do we not go? Ask her, it will go. And it's like, it's a screw, screw all the restrictions. We're just going to go to the park, play soccer. And, you know, we, we get a fair share of people to where it's like, okay, no, this isn't allowed. We're not, we're, we're, we're going to get arrested. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we, we, like, police haven't showed up. We're good. You we're, know? Good. Uh, we're good. We're, we're feeding the hunger of the, the sporty people. And I guess on, on the note of uh, being a bit mischievous, but... Uh, exploring our passions and like fulfilling what we we like those cravings that we need i guess on that note we will conclude today's sporty podcast if you liked it please follow if you haven't already on spotify i know you can also watch this on youtube so subscribe like and comment there and have a nice one thank you for listening